Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Coast to Coast AM overnights. This is KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. We have a clear sky now in 23 degrees. An investigation into last week's leak of a monumental Supreme Court ruling on abortion has come up short. To find the source of a leaked opinion eight months ago of the Dobbs decision has to date been unable to identify a person responsible, according to a new statement from the Supreme Court. Chief Justice John Roberts ordered a probe calling the leaked opinion to the publication Politico an egregious breach of trust. An investigation has found it is unlikely the court's IT systems were hacked. Former Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff also aided a review, concluding he cannot identify any additional useful investigative measures. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Fire damaged a single-story apartment building in South Wichita last night, the 2200 block of South Broadway. Acting Battalion Chief Chad Dunham says the blaze began in the back of the structure where they found a couch and stacks of trash. The owner said he's had problems with squatters and people, you know, standing back there and when they shouldn't be. So not really sure exactly how it started, but it started back there somehow. The Red Cross was called in to assist 14 residents displaced by the fire. A federal court jury has convicted a Kansas man who told them he's a messenger from God. 32-year-old Chase Neal of Lawrence was found guilty of a single count of threatening a U.S. government official. The judge instructed jurors that to find Neal guilty, they had to conclude that a reasonable person would find that he had made a true threat and intended to either intimidate Letourner or interfere with his work as a congressman representing eastern Kansas. Neal, acting as his own attorney, testified that his actions were prompted by Letourner, ignoring concerns about sorcery, wizards, extraterrestrials, and a war for people's souls. Sentencing was set for April 11th. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. First responders that include police and sheriff's deputies have been carrying Narcan kits for the last year to help reverse the effects of an overdose quickly when they answer a call. Fire crews in Wichita will also soon be equipped with the kits as well. Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple says... We want to make sure if they are first on the scene uh, and they're encountering a potential overdose that they have the equipment to reverse that overdose as fast as possible so we can save more lives. According to the Sedgwick County Forensic Center, fentanyl cases have increased by more than 500 percent 
in the past two years. Police are investigating a pedestrian collision that killed a woman in southeast Wichita. Police say 62-year-old Mary Deller was crossing East Harry at Falders Lane Wednesday evening when she was struck by a car driven by a 65-year-old man. The investigation of the circumstances of the incident is ongoing, and police are asking anyone with information on the case to call detectives or Crime Stoppers at 267-2111. President Biden viewing areas of Northern California still recovering from deadly storms. The beach town of Capitola is where the president spent much of his time touring, which included a flood-damaged restaurant hoping to rebuild. Joined by California Governor Gavin Newsom and other officials, President Biden says given what he's seen, he's still cautiously optimistic. That uh, the worst part is behind. The waters recede, but we'll see the full extent of the damage to the homes, the businesses, and the farms and ranches. Hundreds from FEMA and other federal agencies remain in the state assessing damage. The president promised many of them will stay until the recovery is finished. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. This is Wichita's number one talk. 987 and 1330 KNSS. Stephen, 10 of the morning, KNSS, now 6.09, nine minutes past 6 o'clock. The Center for Economic Development and Business Research at Wichita State University gathers information on the local and Kansas economies, looking for trends and offering predictions. The center's director, Jeremy Hill, tells KNSS News he is optimistic about the year ahead. He's always based on the eyes of the beholder, who's how they're looking at the economy. But at the broadest level, uh, I'm actually very optimistic about Kansas and Wichita, uh, and I'm more optimistic about Kansas and Wichita relative to the, what's going on in the U.S. economy. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have the same growth in employment and output that we did last year. I think it's going to both slow down, but I think they're still going to be faster than our historic growth rates uh, just because of the industries that drive the state economy. They're all aligned to grow. Jeremy Hill is our guest this weekend on Issues 2023, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8 on KNSS. Actor Alec Baldwin is now facing a charge of involuntary manslaughter for the shooting death of a cinematographer on a movie set two years ago. Baldwin was holding a prop gun when it went off. Fox's Jonathan Hunt reports. Alec Baldwin is making it clear through his attorney he is going to fight these charges. The attorney essentially blaming others on the set of the low-budget movie Rust for not checking the gun, saying Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the weapon, and adding, quote, this decision distorts Helena Hutchins' tragic death and represents a terrible miscarriage of justice. Prosecutors argue that not only was Alec Baldwin responsible for checking the gun before using it during a scene rehearsal, but that as a producer, he also had a wider responsibility for safety on the set. Charges are expected to be formally filed by the end of the month. Baldwin has described the killing as a tragic accident. An Ohio police officer is on leave for hitting a woman in a dispute over a Big Mac. Cops called to a McDonald's in the Dayton suburb of Butler Township after Latinka Hancock paid extra for extra cheese on a Big Mac, but says she didn't get it. She asked for it, then someone at the restaurant told her she'd have to pay more for that extra cheese. 
That's when Hancock said police were called. They asked for a driver's license. Hancock said she didn't have one. If you don't stop, you're going to end up going to jail. Stop. Hancock, H-A-N-C-O-C-K, write it down. Calm down. I'm not giving you nothing. I already said it. Okay. You're under arrest. Officers grabbed her and Sergeant Todd Stanley seen on video hitting Hancock three times. He's on administrative leave, but a lawyer for Hancock says Stanley and the other officers should be fired. Jill Nato, Fox News. KNSS News Time, 611. Uh, make that 612 now. 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. And our first look at traffic here on the Friday morning commute. And we do have a little bit of a slowdown on the northbound lanes of the canal route near Pawnee on the south side of town. Might see some slow-moving traffic there as traffic starts to pick up here on this Friday morning. It's Traffic Update, Steve and Ted, KNSS, and... And? And? <laughs> uh, we'll wait. We'll, wait. We'll, uh, we'll let you get to weather. Right, now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist... Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clear sky, temperatures fell below freezing overnight in Wichita. We can expect to be sunny today, not as breezy as yesterday with a high 48. Clouds begin to move in tonight, tello 31, and a new storm system lifts into the plains tomorrow. This will likely be a mix of rain and snow at times with a high 38, with precipitation ending by Saturday night. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a few clouds, 27 degrees, a north wind at 3 miles per hour. Ted, I just got this thought. You better get over and get the store and get uh, you know get the Fritos and everything ready for the chili tomorrow. Ooh, my I, brother made some chili a few days yeah, ago. I think the weather's going to be just good. right. We got the Chiefs coming on. Whoa, yeah, it could be a good Saturday. We had a sunny day across Central Kansas Thursday. Wichita's high temperature was 44 degrees. Normal high for the day, by the way, is 44 right, yeah, degrees. Right on it. We're right on. Uh, right on the money. Yep. January, mid-January. Uh, see, today is uh, Friday, January 20th. 2023 on this date in 1964 Capitol records released an album titled meet the beatles oh man whoa yeah <laughs> u.s yeah u.s consumers are snapping that up my generation yep ah, that was something yep the beatles good stuff man and, and the, the yeah, uh, women the girls went crazy about it but the guys love their music too it's just Terrific music. And, you know, 60 years later, you listen to that album, it's still great. Still great. It's still great. The guys are geniuses. The family of a six-year-old boy who shot and wounded his teacher in Virginia says the gun he used had been secured and that one of his parents usually accompanied him in class but did not the week of the shooting occurred. Family statement was released by an attorney and did not elaborate further on where the 9mm handgun was kept, how it was secured if the six-year-old took it to school. Family also said the boy suffers from an acute disability and was under a care plan at the school that included his mother or father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. This is a kid, gosh, I don't even know if he should, if she'd be in regular class, he should be somewhere, but uh, what if he's being taken care of right? And I'm six years old doing something like that. Obviously, some big problems. Uh, yeah, I'd like to know what they are. But uh, anyway, the, the, I guess the teacher's going to survive. She's going to be okay. Wow. Thank goodness. Kids with guns. An Indiana man whose neighbor saw his four-year-old child point a loaded handgun at them outside their apartment appeared in court Thursday where a judge entered not guilty pleas to three felony charges. The judge also set bond for the 45-year-old man at $60,000. The Associated Press is not naming the man to protect the privacy of his child. 
Father of the boy was charged Tuesday with two counts of neglect of a dependent and one count of dangerous control of a firearm. Officers were called to an apartment complex in the Indianapolis suburb of Beach Grove about a young boy wearing only a diaper who had a chrome handgun and was pointing it at people. Mm. Wow. (laughs) All right. A little responsibility, please. Number of Americans filing for jobless benefits has once again decreased. According to Thursday's report from the Labor Department, applications for unemployment benefits in the U.S. fell to their lowest level in 16 weeks. 190,000 people filed for aid for the week ending January 14th. Now, this is a considerable dip from the previous week, which saw 205,000 applications filed. What did that mean in the stock market? It meant all the stocks went down. No, great. <laughs> uh, they don't, I don't think investors I know think they go down no matter them. what happens yeah. these days. Any kind of news comes, well, like. that's bad. That's got to be bad, right? Anyway, you can't explain how people trade stocks, I guess. Uh, a little bit more on this later today, uh, but uh, today is, of course, National Disc Jockey Day. Okay. We'll have more on that coming up. We'll have a wide-ranging discussion, if you wish. 617 uh, now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for leadoff sports with Ted Woodward. Shocker basketball last night, men's basketball, right, Ted? Yeah, but of course, our focus is going to be on the uh, Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. Tomorrow, yeah, the conference semifinals get underway. Four playoff games in the NFL this weekend. And the Chiefs finally get their first crack at the postseason. So here we go. The Chiefs hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars tomorrow afternoon. The Chiefs are the first game up in the playoff set this weekend. The Chiefs and Jacksonville. Chiefs are on a five-game winning streak. Jacksonville has won six in a row. Uh, FanDuel has KC uh, as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite going into this one. And FanDuel also expecting this to be the highest-scoring game in the NFL playoffs this weekend. The Chiefs if trying to get the win and get to their fifth straight conference championship game. The Chiefs have beaten Jacksonville six times in a row. Last time they lost to Jacksonville was 14 years ago. These teams did meet two months ago, you might remember, in mid-November. The Chiefs won that game, got a big early lead, and kind of posted into a 27-17 win over Jacksonville. Since that game, both teams have won seven of their last eight games. So both teams playing really good football right now. And there is snow and rain in the forecast, so... Could yeah. be interesting to see how field conditions or weather might affect. Yeah, this Shelley game. asked me about that last night. Yep. Will they still play? I mean, it's football. But yeah, you, you will play, play. <laughs> no matter unless there's lightning. The only yeah, thing they lightning. stop for is lightning. Other than that, you play, man, in the rain and the snow. All right, and uh, yeah, so interesting stuff. They got the Chiefs in the playoffs tomorrow. Mitch Holtis, the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, will have live pregame coverage beginning at two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The game will. Kick off at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, you can hear it all live right here on your Wichita Radio Home of the Chiefs, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And, of course, on Friday mornings, we visit live with Mitch Holtus. Yes, so he'll be with yeah. us uh, less than two hours from now. We'll have uh, we'll be on with live with Mitch at about 8.10 this morning. It's always a great segment. Make sure you are here for that at 8.10. By the way, one more Chiefs note. Uh, the NFL announcing its foreign games for the upcoming season, and the Chiefs will be playing a game in Germany, Germany. this upcoming season. So, wow, uh, sure how about we'll, that? We'll uh, talk with Mitch and see if he's got his uh, passport all ready to go. Got his lederhosen going. Chiefs will, yeah. <laughs> Chiefs will be in Germany this coming season. All right. Uh, the other games... 
Uh, you, can, you can hear all four of the playoff games over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The Chiefs game tomorrow. Primetime game tomorrow night has the top seed Philadelphia Eagles hosting the New York Giants. And the two games on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, you've got uh, in Buffalo, Bills hosting the Bengals. And then the uh, final playoff game of the weekend will be in the primetime Sunday. The Dallas Cowboys out in San Francisco taking on the 49ers. Great games. So we'll be, yeah. We'll, Great all, lineup. Yep, we'll be down to four teams after this weekend. Yeah, as you mentioned, Steve, college men's basketball. Wichita State in action last night. You've heard the action over on 103.7 KEYN. The Shockers fall at Memphis, 88-78. Shockers drop to 9-9 nine and nine on the season. Their two-game winning streak comes to an end. Shocks have lost five times in a row at Memphis. Memphis just really doesn't lose at home. They've won 15 straight home games, and the Shocker defense really couldn't stop the Tigers. Memphis shot 60% from the field Whoa. in the final 28 minutes of that Whoa. game. Whoa, yeah. Yeah, they just pretty That's much scored. In fact, in the final yeah. nine minutes, Memphis outscored the Shocks 28-19 to and pull away for the win. Some other And uh, next up for the Shocks, another road game going down to Dallas. Shockers at SMU on Sunday afternoon. Shocks have beaten the Mustangs five times in a row. In fact, they, Shocks have not lost a game on the road at SMU in 27 years. So they have fared well going down to Dallas. Wow. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole will begin their pregame coverage at 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. The game will tip off at 2 o'clock Sunday for the Shockers on the road. You can listen to that game on 103.7 KEYN. Number two ranked Kansas is in action tomorrow, taking on 14th ranked TCU in Lawrence. KU has won 16 straight games in Allen Fieldhouse. Meanwhile, TCU has won zero games ever in Allen Fieldhouse. TCU is 0-11 all-time on the road at KU. Live coverage of the Jayhawks begins at 10.30 tomorrow morning. The game will tip off at noon tomorrow in Lawrence. Listen to the Jayhawks live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. 13th-ranked Kansas State is at home tomorrow afternoon as well, hosting Texas Tech. A team that is at the bottom of the conference. Tech is 0-6 in conference play. Meanwhile, K-State is undefeated on home court, 10-0 in Manhattan this season. That'll tip off at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, nationally televised on ESPN2. Hockey, the Wichita Thunder will close out a five-game homestand with back-to-back home games downtown in Trust Bank Arena. Second place Thunder hosting the Allen Americans at 7 o'clock tonight and the Kansas City Mavericks. 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Tonight's game, you can get free ticket vouchers at quick trip locations. Tomorrow night's game is I Love Wichita Night. Jerseys of the Wichita flag will be worn by the Thunder hockey team tomorrow night on the ice. And the Wichita State women's basketball team is at home tomorrow afternoon at Coke Arena. The Shocker Ladies hosting East Carolina. That'll tip off at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon in Coke Arena. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 6.22 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Want to start the new year on the right foot? Get to work on your brain, uh-huh. says the doctor. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Backensosh. Ted Woodward, 6.30 on a Friday morning, 27 degrees. The U.S. has reached its borrowing limit, leaving concerns of a showdown between the the White House and House Republicans. 
Fox's Aisha Hasney has more from Washington. In Kentucky, GOP leader Mitch McConnell sounding confident that the U.S. will not default on its debt. We'll end up in some kind of negotiation with the administration over what the circumstances or conditions under which the debt's going to be raised. Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin offered to get House and Senate committees together to examine trust funds like Medicare and Social Security without getting rid of them, instead analyzing them in exchange for a debt ceiling hike. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen implemented extraordinary measures to avert a government shutdown through early June and allow Congress and the White House to come to an agreement. Wichita police releasing the name of a man who was found dead in a North Wichita park on Monday. That man identified as 19-year-old Joshua Reed. A passerby discovered the body on Monday morning at Glen Day Park near 27th North and Hillside. Police say that Reed had been reported missing 10 days earlier. Tax cuts on back-to-school items could be up for debate soon in Topeka. Kansas lawmakers are working on three bills that would create a sales tax holiday for those items. One bill would cover school supplies, and the other two would include computers and clothing. Senator Diana Sykes, an Overland Park Democrat, says lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are on board. Very excited that this is moving forward, and I really hope that, you know, the best of all three bills comes to the top. If passed, the legislation has the potential of saving families 6.5% on taxes when shopping for school items. A manhunt is underway in Missouri, this after a jailbreak. Five escaped inmates, including three sex offenders, remain at large. The St. Franco's County Sheriff's Department says they busted out of jail south of St. Louis. The five apparently made their way through a secure door with force, shimmied up some plumbing pipes and got onto the roof before making their way back to the ground and fleeing in a stolen car. Tips leading to the arrest of Kelly McShawn, Dakota Pace, Michael Wilkins, Aaron Sebastian, or Lawan Tucker could lead to a $5,000 reward. Tom Graham, Fox News. The U.S. is sending much more military aid to Ukraine. The Pentagon's announced another $2.5 billion worth of aid going to Ukraine. That includes high-mobility artillery rocket systems, air defense systems, as well as dozens of striker combat vehicles. But it doesn't include M1 Abrams tanks, which Kiev's been requesting. The sticking point on those tanks is Germany. The Germans say they won't send their Leopard tanks to Ukraine unless the U.S. sends in the Abrams. But the U.S. has said the Abrams tanks require too much maintenance and fuel for the fight in Ukraine. Chill NATO, Fox News. And now look at the forecast with KSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a clear sky, quiet start to our day in Wichita. It is chilly this morning, but temperatures do warm up above average this afternoon. Sunny with a high of 48. We will be clouding up tonight, Tarlow 31. And tomorrow, moisture increases with a mix of rain and some snow. Our high 38. Rain and snow ends by Saturday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a few clouds, 27 degrees. We have a north wind at 3 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Got some breaking news this morning. Google's parent company, Alphabet, says it plans to cut 12,000 jobs, becoming the latest tech giant to reduce its workforce amid economic concerns. The cuts amount to about 6% of the company's global workforce. Google's parent company, Alphabet, uh, lopping off 12,000 jobs. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Uh, today is January 20th, 2023. On this date... In 2009, 
Barack Obama was sworn in as the nation's 44th, as well as first African-American president. That was in 2009 uh, in Washington, D.C. A California lawmaker has introduced a bill that would require schools that play majors college sports to pay some athletes as much as $25,000 annually, along with covering the costs of six-year guaranteed athletic scholarships and post-college medical expenses. The College Athlete Protection Act is sponsored by Assembly Member Chris Holden, who is a former San Diego State basketball player. The proposal is the type of state-level legislation that the NCAA is looking to federal lawmakers to preempt. California was the first state to pass a law that gave college athletes the right to be compensated for name, image, and likeness. That was back in 2019, and that triggered similar action by state legislatures around the country. So, playing basketball in college for uh, twenty-five grand a year plus expenses, that, that'd be the way to go. Of course, you have to have the talent to play. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But does that mean the guy sitting down on the end of the bench gets the twenty-five grand? Nope. So it's not exactly fair, is no. it? <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing about sports is, especially if you're a participant, not, not everything's equal. No, it's very hard to make everything. Yeah, you realize someplace that, you know, you don't have the talent as the guy next to you. The coaches aren't that great. <laughs> but if you could just play the game and have fun, that's a good thing. Of course, the coaches now say, you know, the first thing a recruit asks you is, what, am, what are you giving me? How much money are you going to give me? Yeah. What kind of car am I going to get? It's not, do you win games? Uh, yeah. it's, it's, what are you going to give me? We're going to play a zone or man-to-man? Nope, they don't care about that. They want to know how much money they're getting. So how do you how does a coach convince those guys it's time to get on the line at the end of practice to run about 20 wind sprints well, just as hard as you can? That's where the balance of college athletics is now tipped. Mm-hmm. I guess the college, if, the, if the coach doesn't make you happy, then you leave at the yeah, end of the year. I'm, I'm out of here. Bye. Gentlemen, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, could you please? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's, it's a different world. One way to do it. <laughs> ah, yeah. Things are keep, keep it changing in this old world of ours, Ted. Coming up on 6.38, Steve, and 10 in the morning. And we've got uh, the commodities update now. The KNSS commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. There has been very little cash cattle trade in our southern plains feed yards. And the entire cattle complex closed negative yesterday and made new lows for the current slide. February live cattle saw its lowest trade of the past 19 sessions, while the April contract was the lowest of the past 26 sessions. Now, March feeder cattle had their lowest trade since October 18th, with the April feeders the lowest they've been since back on November 30th. The cattle on feed report will be released at 2 p.m. today. The lean hogs continued yesterday to slide lower and close negative. February and April lean hogs were at their lowest since early October of last year. At the close, February live cattle, 85 cents lower at 155.95. March feeders down $1.62 at 180.10. And Feb lean hogs, 67 cents lower at 76.65. Now, yesterday, there was little fresh news for the grains and soybean futures, other than possible weather patterns shift to rain for the dry areas of Argentina. Now, the grains and soybeans didn't have early positive, did have early positive trade, but they closed on the negative side yesterday.
yesterday. Now, as of this morning, the wheat and the soybeans have lost all of their early wheat gains. At the moment, March KC wheat's down two and three quarter cents at eight twenty nine and a quarter. March corn down two pennies at six seventy five and a quarter. March soybeans three and a quarter higher at fifteen dollars eighteen cents. March crude oil this morning thirty two cents higher at eighty dollars ninety three cents. February gold up five dollars and forty cents at nineteen hundred twenty nine and a half dollars. The March S and P ten and a quarter points higher at thirty nine hundred twenty six. March dollar index twenty nine cents higher at one hundred two thirteen. And March Dow Jones futures down five points at thirty three thousand one thirty four. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using eight six six go to Tom. Now one of the things we've talked about before is the moisture content. Uh, you like all of it if you can get it, I guess, and you're out there during a drought. But when it comes to snow, and I, I know you've said before, it kind of depends on the density of the snow, but how much moisture actually gets into the ground and, and helps the crops. You have to have a 12-inch snow, a 4-inch snow, or is, is, there any, is there any chart for that one? Well, I guess you could say there are charts out there, but as you said earlier, it all depends on how wet the snow is. You can have quite a little bit of dry snow and get very little moisture, while you can have not as much snow that has a lot of moisture, or wet snow, as you'd call it, and you can get, you know, helpful moisture content out of it. So it varies a lot on what kind of snow you got. One of the biggest things about getting snow, especially like in the wheat growing areas, is it covers the wheat, protects it from the cold temperatures. So sometimes it isn't so much as, you know, how much moisture you get from it, but the protection it sometimes gives. It was yesterday or the day before, Ted, it was uh, the anniversary of the the biggest snowfall ever measured in Wichita. 17, 17 inches that was it. What sixty two? Sixty two. What's the biggest snowfall you can remember in your in Augusta or where you've lived, uh, Tom? Well, I'm trying to think. I can't remember inches, but it seems like, if my memory serves me right, seventy eight. We had a very large snowfall plus blizzard conditions to go along with it. Mm. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, and those were the days that I was out feeding cattle and stuff, and that was a lot of fun. We also done all the clearing of our own roads because you couldn't wait for the county to get out there. You had to get it done yourself so you could go out and take care of cattle. Oh, yeah, you had to get out to the get out to the cattle, you know. All right. Yep. All right. Well, you were tough enough. You survived somehow, right? You bet I did. You hope that heater in the pickup works good, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when I first started doing it, Steve, not all of our tractors had cabs on them. Hmm, really? Mm. Were they drawn Yeah, and our, and our Caterpillar did not have a cab on it, mm. So, and we used it a lot for pushing snow when it was really bad. Was it drawn by horses or oxen? Uh, no, it, it did have horsepower, but it was not an animal. It's like that tractor that Eddie Albert was driving in Green Acres. <laughs> yeah, the seat was bouncing up and down. Yeah, that's a, I'm getting a picture of Tom as Eddie Albert. Yeah. You know, my, my, grand, my late grandfather, uh, of course, he, he came to western Kansas in the 1880s or sometime, and, and he always talked about when he was a kid growing up, it was the tra- tractors were these great big steam-driven things. They were steam engines. Yep. And uh, that's the kind of tractor he started out with. Okay. All right, let's uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the uh, Chiefs uh, clobbering. Uh, what, are Jacksonville they're going to clobber on Saturday, right? So uh, Exactly. You have a good one. We'll be back here on Monday to talk with you again. Thank you, Tom Leffler. 6.42 now. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Don Grant, CFP. He is the money tracker. Mm-hmm. 
And he's going to talk about preparing for a 60-year career. Aha. Uh-huh. That's on the Ooh. way. Steve with Hit of the Morning on KNSS. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Listen to me every weekday at 2. It's all happening right here on KNSS. from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply all-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS 647 now here on this Friday morning. Three big things. Three. Basketball Memphis 88, Wichita State 78. Two. Fire crews now equipped with Narcan overdose kits along with Wichita Police and Sedgwick County Three. Sheriff deputies. One. Investigation of Supreme Court leak of abortion ruling comes up short. No leaker named. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. And let's take a look at a traffic update here on the Friday morning commute. We have a couple of areas of eastbound Kellogg to tell you about. We told you one earlier. Eastbound Kellogg is backed up a little bit. We've got a traffic incident affecting the eastbound lanes of Kellogg near Meridian, just to the west of downtown Wichita. And we also have very slow-moving traffic in eastbound Kellogg at 135th Street West. So a couple of traffic slowdowns in those areas. That's traffic update. Stephen Ted, KNSS. Partly cloudy today with a high of 49 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 32. Saturday, 60% chance for rain and snow with a high of only 38 degrees. Now a few clouds, 27 degrees. We have a north wind at 3 miles per hour. Another down close on Wall Street Thursday. The major average is finishing lower for a third straight session as investors weighed mixed signals on the strength of the economy and digested another crop of corporate earnings results. And shares of Procter & Gamble fell 2% after the consumer products giant reported lower quarterly profit and declining sales volumes. And Wayfair stock fell after the Wall Street Journal reported that the online furniture seller is preparing to lay off more than 1,000 workers as the company deals with shrinking sales after a pandemic-driven boom. The Dow winners, Chevron, Goldman Sachs, and United Health Group. The Dow decliners, 3M, Honeywell, and Amex. The Dow falling 252 points. The Nasdaq down 105. S&P 500 down 30. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Preparing for a 60-year career. Yes. Don Grant, CFP, The Money Tracker. 
Take it away, Don. Well, thank you, Steve and Ted. You know, just three generations ago, the average lifespan for an American male was about 60 years. Oh, what a difference a century makes. Wow. The U.S. Census estimates that by 2025, there will be 120,000 Americans who are at least 100 years old. About 15 million will be 80 or older. And by 2045, there will be an estimated 270,000 who are older than 100. And those 80-plus are expected to number more than 30 million then. Longevity will affect the workforce. Those who leave their jobs at 65 may plan for 20 to 25 or maybe 30 years in retirement. But if they're living beyond 100, funding 30 to 40 years of retirement may be more of a challenge. That's a conclusion from the Longevity Project's 2022 summit meeting. They say that American businesses and workers need to prepare for a 60-plus year career. The 60-year career could be a necessity, not only for workers, but for the economy. Currently, about a quarter of the American labor force is 55 and older, 25%. That's according to a study by AARP. They also indicate that workers 50 and older contribute 45% of economic activity, and that will increase. Older workers are essential. Studies show that as they age, they are as productive as their younger counterparts. Some of that is due to their experience, their intelligence, reliability is a big one, and lower turnover. Myths that older workers are not as technically savvy are quickly dispelled. Surveys by AARP found that 94% of older workers had little to no difficulty managing any kind of technology on the job. Unfortunately, ageism is alive and well in the American workplace. More surveys show that 62% of older workers face age discrimination. Billions of dollars are lost due to ageism on the job. Those losses are attributed to lost production from the loss of able and reliable workers. The cost of replacing and, and retraining new hires is much greater than keeping existing workers. Employers might consider giving older works the, workers the opportunity for a career break, bringing them back when they need to boost their workforce. So you work sometimes and you don't work sometimes. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call. The number is 267-0600 and ask for me, Don Grant. Interesting, interesting numbers, yeah. Of course, I've been in the workplace and now for 53 years. 50, and, 53 years, and wow. When you look at the, with the, the tech, technology of doing this job, it has changed rather dramatically. Well, you're no no longer uh, spinning records or or or, or uh, trying to sync up a reel to reel tape. I've ne- I never I've never been a spinning a record spinner. <clears throat> By the way, today is National Disc Jockey Day. Did you know that? I knew that. I knew that. that's why I said that. DJ for short is a person who plays recorded music either on the radio or at a club or an event. And the first disc jockey was an experiment on the airwaves. I didn't know this. In 1909, 16 year old Ray Newby He's was a, a student. He was new to the job was a student under the supervision of Charles Doc Harold at Harold College of Engineering and Wireless. Oh, man. He played the first records over the airwaves before the word disc jockey even existed. So, wow. How about that? Well, the, uh, celebrate I, the disc jockeys. Now they, now it's all automated. But when you started out, when you started out in this business, it, <clears throat> the, the records were, you know, like the vinyl you LPs, have. LPs, LPs, yeah. The vinyl that's now making popular <clears throat> comeback. Well, they were, Music was on that. 
right. of times they were on a 45, which is a smaller record with a bigger hole in the middle. I knew, yeah. yeah. And uh, you had to, as a DJ, you had usually two turntables, two turntables at least, yeah. and uh, you would put a record on there while, you know, while everything's going on. Uh, but the mic off, and you would find the uh, you would you would run it back and forth and find where the music or where the, the where that break was where it started so, so that you so could cue it up. Yeah, you cued it up, and then you talk and bang hit that, and then you knew you had a fifteen second intro, and you could talk over that. And you had that little intro. lever that dropped the needle down. No, the needle's already on there. Oh, you just okay. hit the start button; it'll take off. Okay, and, it, and you and you talked it up. We, we call it talking up to the post. Wow. And after a while, it, it takes a while, but you you learn that and you're really good at it. You know, when in I other f- words, you talk right up to where the music, where the voice starts. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Well, I I, I mean, I, I first did radio. I did I did uh, news breaks for KCRW in in Santa Monica, California, and uh, I remember then if we had to play a story, we had uh, now they were still using uh, yes. a lot of DJs were using still still the LPs. I never played with that, but I did use those darn carts. Yeah, we went Remember to those carts, carts where you slam those tape cartridges yep. in there. Yep. Half the time they would jam. Mm. You know, you learned how to clean the heads with a with a long Q-tip and some alcohol. And the heads are these uh, these little things in there that that actually and the rollers, the, yeah, where the where the tape goes by and it reads go, oh, going. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and man. you clean that with alcohol and a swab. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh man, and those and things the would cart- always jam up. All oh, the older cart machines I worked with these had a lever on them. Where you put the card in and you pull this lever and it cued it back in there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now today all of that is done by computer. Yeah. You've got to, you know, you point the cursor and away you go. But uh, yeah. So we we probably have respect. You know, probably fewer disc jockeys in the world than we have tigers or elephants. <laughs> well, I, I think there are some oldie time or not oldie timey, but some throwback uh, places that are still doing the uh, albums. Well, you know, they just want that 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 sound and that feel. So. Ted remembers being a disc jockey. Were you ever? Did you I ever was never. No, I was never a disc jockey. I never was. Either. Really? No, but no. you, when you came in, you were putting things on tape though, and you were having yep. to splice tape, weren't yep. you? Yeah. Or do yep. a linear. linear we were doing editing. that up till just uh, you know this you know our issue show we do on the weekends. I remember we did that on that for real to reel up yep. till about what eight nine years ago yep. something like that. Anyway, wow. if you know a DJ or anybody in radio, it's National Disc Jockey. Uh, give, him a, give a hug to DJs. Give, give, give him a big hug, if you're not just in your own imagination, your own mind. Yeah, That's what go. it's all about in radio. It's theater of the mind. Because yes. if you're on your radio, you're listening to us right now, you you are perceiving that I am a good-looking man. You are a good-looking man, 650, Steve. <laughs> 656, Steve and Ted. Coming up, top of the hour news with Steve and Ted. Investigation of Supreme Court leak of abortion ruling. Finds no leakers and an apartment building damaged by fire in South Wichita last night. Those stories and more coming up. Stephen's head in the morning on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 